Welcome back to Blazing Trails. I'm your host, Michael Revo from Salesforce Studios. Today, we're featuring our interview with Jen Wong, the Chief Operating Officer of Reddit. This was an awesome conversation, so stay tuned for some great leadership tips on how to lead as an introvert, how to run incredibly effective meetings, and how to grow killer vegetables with help from her friends on Reddit. Jen, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Okay, great. I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. Okay, fantastic. You've talked about being a leader and being an introvert and how to balance those two things. Tell me a little bit about how you've managed that yeah. introversion and still networking and growing, you know, a network that's, that's yeah. helped you. I think everybody has to find something that works for them. Yeah. And what's worked for me is I think I'm really good at one-on-one conversations because they're controlled <laughs> and, and less risky. I guess that's how they feel. Yeah. Looks, I still get stressed about standing on stage in front of people. It's not yeah. comfortable for me. Uh-huh. Um, I do it. I've gotten better at it, but it's not my natural disposition. It's not an enjoyable moment for me, I'd say. <laughs> The good news is I think that there's like a lot of different leadership styles now. Yeah. So you can lead from behind and let your team be the stars. And that's a, that's something that I think people enjoy in terms of a leadership role. There are people who lead from the front and like to get on stage and rally. You know, I think some leaders in our, you know, we have both kinds in, in our company, mm-hmm. both I think work. So that's, what's great is I think there's a much more diverse set of of leadership ideas for, you know, what might be called an introvert, an extrovert, whether you want to be out in front or lead from behind and let your team be the stars. Yeah. It does seem like that's changing a little bit where it's it's not necessarily kind of a, a rah-rah thing that you yeah. have to do. Yeah. I think there are, people are recognizing that different yeah. styles really work that's right. for that. So you're talking about your team. I'd love to ask this question, which is how do you run meetings? Like <laughs> <laughs> the dreaded meetings. The dreaded meetings. Couple things. One, we use documents. I believe documents are a really great equalizer. You have all the thoughts prepared mm-hmm. beforehand. People pre-read. Mm-hmm. I like people to write their thoughts ahead of time, yeah. so you can be clear. You know where different people's perspectives are, and it's chronicled. And I find that that's a helpful way to make sure everybody gets a voice. Yeah, it reduces the amount of talking time. Some people talk more than right. others to work out things, and that can be unequal in terms of the the discussion. But writing tends to be a little bit more of a balance balancing act on that front. And break that down for me. So we've got a meeting next yeah. week on yeah. XYZ topic. Yeah. What are the okay. steps that so happen? So if you're along responsible <laughs> for the meeting, or you called the meeting, okay, you yeah. write down a point of view. So yeah. my requirement is you write the facts. Okay. You write the point of view. Okay. Usually I'd the, like it to, what's the point of view? Point of view should be the answer. What the recommendation is. I usually like to get to a yes, no. Okay. Like what you should be looking for me is not for me to decide, but for me to say yes or no to what you have decided. Okay. That so would, you write, so you write this POV. What does that look like? That document? Here's the context. Why are we here? Can we reverse it? Here's the three things you should know why I decided X. Why I would recommend X. Yeah. Then there's a section for discussion where people write their perspectives. And is that a share? I mean, I know this is is detailed. That's an open, that's a shared That's an open document document to anybody who was involved in the decision. Right. And that's prior to the meeting. Correct. So there's conversation that's happening asynchronously asynchronously in in the the document. document. 
Yeah. Okay. Then there is a meeting, which could be quick because it could be that it coalesced into a decision. Yeah. And there doesn't need to be a meeting. Right. Um, or not, which would have a live discussion yeah. to ask questions and go through more detail. Then we make a decision. And often I try to push that decision to not be me. So I really, really want our teams to take ownership of their decisions. Yeah. So I try hard to, to push decisions to other people. And then once that decision's made, it's written in the document mm-hmm. and the other people sign off. And the reason why is because that prevents people forgetting right. details or revising later. We've all agreed on this. It's documented and it's done. Mm-hmm. Other people can read it. Right. Exactly. That becomes it. a public document learn. at that if, point? If, if it's helpful to other people, you can share the document and say, here's the context for the decision. Yeah. Is this something you developed or we sort of learned we over time? We did as a company, yeah. 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 It's something that, I mean, I wholeheartedly believe in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've probably been the biggest advocate of pushing people to recommendation. Yes. No. Yeah. That is something that, because I think that it teaches other people to decide. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for decisions to move up. Right. And for people to defer and not take responsibility, but I think it's less not or to, to learn, to learn, it, to take the responsibility. Yeah, it's yeah. not, not taking responsibility. Yeah. I think it's a cultural thing, which is, yeah. um, well, I've given the information and now. Yeah, it could you know, be, or I don't feel like I'm the right person to make the decision. Right. Or I'm uncomfortable taking the responsibility to to make this decision, or I'm not sure that it's me who has the right to make this decision, right. all those things. So having clarity on who gets to make the decision and being as clear as possible that it doesn't have to be me, that right. you actually, I trust you to make the decision. Right. And that has to be something that's verbalized as the leader. Yes. That's really yes. the job, yes. which is to clearly define yes. who's going to make that decision. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knew there was so much information about meetings? I love it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it, you spend so much time on it. So you want them to be effective. They, you want them to use them for decisions. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you have an open discourse, but rarely. That's great. Okay. That kind of leads into this next question around mentorship and the role that's played in your career growth. I find talking to almost anybody valuable, uh, both people who have more experience than I do, less, ten, you know, years of experience, but a different vantage point, all of it's valuable. Yeah. So, uh, and I tell people that all the time, like you'll get great advice from all angles and you'll surprise you sometime. It's not, it's not the, you know, the, the, the former CEO, blah, blah, blah. It's not always, you know, they're not always the, the most valuable, you know, most insightful person. It comes from all angles. Yeah. So uh, the most important thing is to have conversations and, and always be learning mm-hmm. that mindset. Yeah. We, we talk about that at Salesforce a little bit as this sort of idea of a beginner's mind. And really, and being open to that. I mean, it can be challenging when you're trying to do your day-to-day work and you've got, you know, other concerns. Do you reach that moment where you feel like, oh, I really should be reaching out or doing this, but I'm not, or how, you know, how do you kind of force yourself? I do. Keep yourself doing it. And then I have to course correct. (laughs) Yeah, I do. And then I have to course correct, or I have to figure out how to do it in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. So that's the other thing that I've spent a lot of time thinking about just in terms of my personal productivity right. is how do I, how do I basically create more hours? Right. I mean, we all have the same number of hours of the day. Yeah. You look at what some people can yeah. accomplish versus others. So what are some hacks or how do so you, I use you a lot that? of, uh, I use a lot of verbal dictation now uh-huh. and verbal notes it's yeah. much faster than writing Yeah, because it reduces my cognitive load. Mm-hmm. Because if you have things that you're carrying in your head mm-hmm. and you haven't let them out, mm-hmm. they sit there and they make you slower. Mm-hmm. So I found getting them out makes me faster. Well, it's amazing the return on some 
work versus yeah. others. Yeah. And I do it in the morning, which is my best time. So I also have optimized for my best thinking times in the morning. I'm okay doing meetings in the afternoon. So I scheduled the day based on sort of my thinking biorhythm. Right. Right. And, you know, and I think this, this speaks to the, what we were talking about with meetings too, which is if you know, if you're responsible for this and you have to write that document, that's going to build in the writing time, the thinking time. Right. So having that sort of forcing function. Yeah. The thing that's on my mind all the time is I could be reactive a hundred percent of the day because I could respond to emails and phone calls. Right. And those are things that I consider to be urgent, but not important, mm -hmm. but I could spend no time on things that are important, but not urgent. And often the important things, the thinking, the strategy, et cetera, it's never urgent, mm -hmm. but it's really important. Right. Right. <laughs> so carving out that time is so important. Yeah. Okay, great. I wanted to talk about how brands should think about building communities on Reddit. Well, Reddit's a really special place because it's the largest network of communities that there is on the internet. So it covers every single topic. These communities are incredibly passionate about everything, you know, productivity tools to how to deal with their accounting to right. news, <laughs> politics, gardening, you name the topic. It's such a, it's just such a huge spread of yeah. stuff out there. Yeah. And all the users <clears throat> there are there to learn. They come with a really, really open mindset. They're high intent. And so if you're a marketer and you're trying to grow your business, your customer is probably on Reddit and deeply engaged in something that's related to what you care about. Right. And that's, that's, what's amazing. It's a place where people can come to find new customers that are really, really high intent, high engagement and high value. Mm -hmm. And how do you show up there with authenticity? I mean, that's such a big part of Reddit that it's, you know, if you show up there with a brand message that's, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't resonate, you're going to find out about it. So yeah. how, how should you approach it? Well, <laughs> think of it as similar to human life, right? Yeah. So in real life, what do you do to show up? Well, number one, you listen. So yeah. most of our partners, they listen and learn about how communities talk, what they're interested in. Two, they are, you know, sometimes they show up and ask questions, right? They mm -hmm. actually want to learn and hear from other people. That's actually what they do as part of their engagement campaigns. Yeah. Um, sometimes they bring something of value to the community, like they'll do an ask me anything with one of their experts mm -hmm. where the community gets to engage with them. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, um, and, and they mimic the creative on Reddit, right? It's funny. Yeah. It's got a lot of memes. It's got a lot of jargon. Yeah. And we help our clients navigate that, right? We help them find the insights. We help them figure out, okay, what's the right way creatively to show up in this community? But again, it's just like real life. You follow social cues and so social rules, and that's what helps you show up well. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting, the relationship between Reddit and the communities, sort of, you know, the business side versus the community that's really... Yeah running the platform yeah. in a lot of ways. So how do you think about sort of decision-making and prioritization from the, you know, host, I yeah. guess, you know, <laughs> perspective. I mean, and if that's yeah. right, if that's yeah. how you think about yourself, yeah. what does that look like? Our responsibility is to provide, I think, a basic set of tools that empowers users in the communities mm -hmm. and also a basic set of sort of rules and governance. And they will build more governance and more rules and enforcement on top of that. That's kind of how we share the responsibility for the health and safety of the platform. All of us are guided by a set of values that I think took us some time to articulate, but we, I think in more and more, it's clear we have these values of keep Reddit real, remember the human, empower communities, privacy is a right, believe in the good. These are things that our community 
uphold and we uphold, mm-hmm. right? So privacy is a right is you're always going to be, have the right to be anonymous, have, have control over your data. We're never going to force you to de-anonymize yourself to get access to information mm-hmm. in the open web. That is a core principle. That's really from the beginning. From the, the beginning. Yeah. I mean, and so how do you, you said it's a process to get to these values. Tell me about that process a little bit. How, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah, I think that they weren't a cornerstone day one. Yeah. You couldn't just articulate them. In fact, I think Reddit itself was sort of an evolution over time. Yeah. But, you know, when we reflected on the on the platform over the last five years, um, you could crystallize these values because we all sort of operate them as like informal mores, mm-hmm. right? So we know that our community really cares about privacy and that they want these controls. And you could tell from the dialogue. And so we just sort of codified that. Same with something like, you know, keep Reddit real. What that really is about is Reddit can be, it's very wide in its idea set. Mm -hmm. And some of them are fringe and that's okay. It's okay to be part of a small community that's really obsessed with toy cameras. Yeah. Totally fine. And that keeps it real because that's the amazing thing about humans. Like it's real that people are into toy cameras, right? Remember the human. I mean, that's something that is about the empathy. We, about almost 20% of Reddit is support on very private things, a sailing parent, a sick child, uh, you know, uh, a tough thing that you're going through at work or with family, addiction, et cetera. So that is, that's about keeping it real, right? We want to make sure that we always have those spaces mm-hmm. for all parts of the human experience. As the COO of the company and, you know, looking to grow and to, you know, to build the business as, as well as the platform, how do you balance that need for growth and then maintaining the values of the community. The values are our non-negotiable foundation. Yeah. And when we built the first business, or our first business is in advertising. It's the most significant revenue stream. Yeah. We built a business that's in harmony with our values. Mm-hmm. So privacy and anonymity, still built in, fundamental value, but we have a performant ad platform for our partners that respects that value. Yeah. Right. So those have been built in harmony together and we'll continue to do that. Everything we do starts with those values. Now, in the other part is, you know, you think about our growth, right? Um, Reddit is about quality content. It's really about content you can't get anywhere else. The questions, mm-hmm. the very, very detailed questions and the realness of what really is the best product, what really is your experience, right? That is everything for us. And that's a core value, that authenticity. Right. We would not trade that for growth. And we're, I think we're very thoughtful about that. Okay. Quickly. The last question I want to talk about is you mentioned gardening before. Okay. So tell me about your trials and tribulations. (laughs) (laughs) I had a tough gardening season, but you you did. What did you grow? I was growing tomatoes, nothing that special. I was growing tomatoes and some cucumber and so, okay. you know, peppers. Yeah. yeah. But I, I had some, I think some invasive oh, animals no. and stuff oh, didn't no. work out as well. Mint, man, you can grow Grows mint. everywhere. You can grow mint really easily. So oh. plant a little mint <laughs> and you're guaranteed to get something. Sunflowers are the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gardening was a, uh, kind of picked up, really picked up during the pandemic for me. And, yeah. um, I've expanded my ambitions every year from a small two by four to now like an eight by eight garden. Yeah. So, uh, but I have failed at anything below ground. So carrots, beets, even potatoes, I have struggled with. This year I was getting help from Reddit 
on my carrots because they came out very stumpy and white. Oh. Uh, which was really was supposed to be like a big yeah the top part was like carrot. flourishing yeah so I just expected a beautiful orange carrot to come out and yeah. I got a stumpy white <laughs> you know one inch carrot so I have to try again next year apparently I, my soil was too packed with a not a, not the right minerals is what they told me well it's a uh, it's a that's a lifelong journey for yeah, sure it is it <laughs> okay. is okay well wonderful Jen thank you so much for joining us today yeah thanks for having me. 